Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. This is OPP, and you know me. I am your gracious host, Jonathan Wiegand, and still quarantined, might I add, and I think all of you are too. And we are coming at you live from a little different uh, location, a different studio here in the bunker of Trek on the eastern coast of these United States, uh, doing little things different. I'm actually uh, recording in my garage and been experimenting with different um, locations around the house because we have a baby coming soon in about uh, maybe four to six weeks. Plus, my cats just won't leave me alone wherever I go. So I was like, fine, I'm going to move this podcasting gig out to the garage where I can be as loud as I want and hopefully have no um, interference. However, if you do hear anything in the background like cars, crows, that's what it is. That's why this change. I've done all I can in my makeshift studio here. Like perfect example <laughs> to uh, good timing to kind of get that stuff out. So we're doing a little bit of things different today. A new location, but also more of a relaxed episode. So wherever you're listening to, whether you're driving your car or sitting at your desk at work, hopefully not. And if you are essential, thank you. If you're at home, if you're on the couch, just stretch those feet out, take off those shoes Put on those sweatpants because we are relaxed today. We're going to cover some little bit of Star Trek news. Now, there actually has been more news out this past week than I feel has been in the past month because it's all been COVID-19. And so we're going to break up the monotony and hopefully have some good news for all you Czech people out there. Try to lift the spirits and give a little break between the two, three Borg episodes. So let's cover some Star Trek news. The first one today is kind of really surprising to me because I never thought this actress would ever want to be in Star Trek or is a big Trekkie. But this person just landed the role of Osaka Tano. Now, if I butcher that name, that's because I've never watched Star Wars, The Clone Wars. But Rosario Dawson has expressed interest in playing, get this, Q in Star Trek. Now, I don't know how I personally feel about that, just to be honest, because Q is always so brilliantly played by John DeLance. So it'd be tough for me to see anybody else play Q or a Q. Now, there have been multiple Qs. Like Now, Q had a son, and also he had a wife. So it'd kind of be interesting to me to see what they end up doing with Q as Rosario Dawson has expressed interest. And the cool thing about her is that she could transport through all of the different series. So she could be in Picard, she could be in Discovery, she could be in Pike. And so she could just kind of transimpose on all of these different series at the same time. So which I think would be really neat and really cool. However, to me, she's more of like a grindhouse actress. Um, Just her famous roles like Death Proof. But um, she has done great, like as a night nurse in the Marvel Defenders series. So, I mean, I, I think it would be kind of almost too much to add a cue in there. 
And they're even thinking, like I mentioned a few episodes back of doing a crossover with all these different Star Trek shows and doing some backflips with time travel. So I don't think it'd be a great idea to bring in Q. And if you did bring in Q, just make it one. Um, if you brought Q in to Picard and it's not John D. Lance, I think that would be a travesty on all accounts. Sir Patrick Stewart and DeLance have such great chemistry that to bring in just a new person into that Q relationship with Picard would just be weird. And I wouldn't like it. Hopefully you people agree with me. And if not, feel free to let me know on Instagram. I'm proud to say we have over 700 followers. So big round of applause. Thank you for that. And again, you can always reach us at Omega Particle Podcast and you, if you want to email me, you can always email me at omegaparticlepodcast at gmail.com. We're happy to be there. We're happy to debate. We're happy just to talk. Either way, let me know your thoughts on Q. I think it's, I think it's an interesting idea, a cool concept, but it could go wrong very quickly, very fast. Moving on to people wanting to stay or get into the Star Trek world is Ethan Peck has famously said that he now has drinking drank has drank the Kool-Aid of Star Trek and he wants to play Spock again. Now, if you haven't watched discovery, Ethan Peck plays like a younger Spock that served on Pike's enterprise. So I think it'd be cool to have him come on Pike's show. I think it'd be really awesome, but especially with how discovery ended in season two, I don't know if that's feasible to bring Spock back. It's definitely a possibility, Definitely with Pike, that show. It's just, I don't want to get into temporal backflips again, like I mentioned with Q. I, but I do love the fact that he's willing and wants to play. And that's the cool thing about a lot of these actors and actresses is like, once you are on track, you're pretty much set for a really long time. That opens a whole world of Comic Cons, of meet and greets, of constantly being in the spotlight in some way, not as grandiose as like you once were, but you always will be welcomed and loved on. So I'm glad he's kind of realizing that and feeling that. And some actors and actresses don't get that. So I'm glad this guy in this prominent Spock role is, I mean, honestly, personally, like I really didn't understand making Spock and the red angel. Like I thought it was a cool idea and a cool concept, but it was just, I just felt like they just pushed him in there to get Spock to be a central character of discovery. And I I mean, it opened a lot of cool doors in season two, but I'm just not a super huge fan of that second season of discovery. So, and I've never done a discovery recap or review because I started this last February of 2020. So it's kind of all came out way before then. So I've never really expressed my feelings, but not the greatest fan of season two of discovery but it was very good don't do it too much on spock like i'd rather him become almost like a cameo-esque in pike and let pike run the show because you don't want it just to be all about spock that's a good transition to well discovery versus tng versus like that 90s golden age of trek versus this new age of trek and jonathan frax mentions that in i think it was galaxy con he had this webin like a webinar interview and he was talking about how people need to really accept and love on these new Star Trek shows that are coming out. Now Picard is brilliant and Discovery is good, not as good as Picard, but it's good. And he referenced how when T 
TNG came out in the 90s or early 80s is that how so many Star Trek people were so against it, vehemently against this new idea of a new captain and a whole new enterprise and a whole new federation. And they just wanted the Bones, Scotty, Kirk enterprise. And what they got was this French English man who liked Shakespeare and a first officer who can't sit down normally. So, and he talked about how much, and that was true. I've been reading up on it and researching it. There was such animosity towards that first couple seasons of Star Trek. And what they did is it's crazy. And they filmed so many episodes of TNG so that it kind of rechanged the, the structure of Star Trek. So maybe there's some truth to that maybe as a fan base, we can just kind of calm down a little bit and not, revere it to the TNG days. And now the funny thing is, is that Discovery and Picard and these these seasons coming out now may be revered in 20 years when something new comes out and maybe like, oh, it's not like the Silver Age of Star Trek in the mid 2000s. And so I think it's just kind of an interesting concept that we need to just calm down and enjoy it because there's a lot of times in fan bases, we don't get a lot of content. Like I was talking to my wife and she was really into anime and manga. She told me that a lot of times manga may run four books, five books, anime may run 20 episodes. That's all you get. And they don't ever expand it, but that's just all you get. That's the nature of the beast. I mean, we got in really into one called um, Cowboy Bebop. And that really kind of made me sad because there's only like 23 or 24 episodes and you really didn't, get a super in-depth expanded universe like you do in Trek. And it's good stuff. It's not it's not crap. Like if it was Enterprise, I'd understand <laughs> really bad writing. But these are great writers and great hits altogether. Speaking of new Star Trek, and um, one of the things I've always loved and adored, and I'm sure many of you out there have as well, is how Star Trek will always represent or reflect our time when they make episodes. And this is most famously done in the original series when they deal with um, Vietnam, when they deal with race relations and they all do this under, under the guise of metaphor and allegory. And so I thought it was really well done again in Picard this season because they had the Romulan refugee crisis and the Federation wanted to help. And now it's kind of this, it'd be like if the USSR suddenly didn't exist anymore. And we had all these Russians in the mid eighties, we would have to kind of, take care of them. That was really great social commentary, but we've also done it before, like in most famously that I'm thinking of is the um, Cardassian Bajoran story. And if you've never watched DS9, that's the Cardassians were not, not the famous family, but the race of the Cardassians were basically this occupying force on Bajor and they were labor camps, concentration camps, and they the terrible war crimes against the Bajoran people. And DS9 really explores that. And it talks about how not only like as a Nazi Jewish people allegory, but also as a modern times invading army and force into a relatively peaceful people. But it's great social commentary. However, and I totally agree with Patrick Stewart on this. He did an interview for the CBC and he said, I do not want a pandemic storyline for this neck for Picard in season two or season three, I'm just, I don't want it. And I completely agree with them. I think we get enough of that every day. I mean, there's people out there that have lost jobs, have lost loved ones. We're stuck at home 
self-quarantining. So you don't have to tell us, you don't have to show us this pandemic on TV because we're living it. Like we don't need to be reminded in a year, oh yeah, that was really terrible. You remember that? So the pandemic storyline and plot lines are definitely going to be flushed out for cheap ratings and and cheap movies and TV shows. So we, I just don't think it's a good idea to kind of follow that trope that will definitely probably be coming in a year or two. Uh, plus, Star Trek shouldn't... I mean, we've done episodes like that in the past, but for right now, no. Like, let's just focus on something else and escape this pandemic lifestyle that we live now into something different. One of Speaking of escape, a good transition, one of the best ways to do that is there's this fan out there, and he actually edited in all of the bloopers from TNG into the original episodes. And so it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely hilarious. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, it's something to just kind of pass the time to get a good laugh at and kind of, um, see how they really interacted with one another. And it's, it's, it's just fun to see. So if you've got some time, you can YouTube it. So that's really all the big news that I've kind of taken aback by um normally these episodes are a lot longer but with everything going on there's not a lot of news so i just brought you kind of the most interesting pieces that i found over the past maybe week and i know a lot of them dealt with like we need to accept the new trek and we need to like be a family (laughs) kind of storylines but um i just don't want it trashed to the point where you have fans being unhappy no matter what happens, no matter what they produce. Hence like the new star Wars trilogy. Yeah, that's just my two cents, but that has been the star Trek news. Again, thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today. I know, um, a lot of people are busy and there's a lot of different Trek podcasts and other podcasts you could listen to. So I definitely appreciate you guys stopping by. I also believe we've hit 250 downloads and we have gone all over the world. Shout out to England and Germany, definitely um, in the United States, California and Texas are, are big, big listen hotspots. So I just want to say thank you to all those people. And um, yeah, I, it's definitely something that's helped me um, stay busy and, and focused during this difficult time and transitional time, just a little quick tidbits. There are um, new storylines out on Star Trek Online. I think one of them deals with first time, first contact and Q. And if you haven't played Star Trek Online, it's really great. It's free. I've done it um, a couple of times on the PS4, and it's a lot of fun. So um, if you've never if you've never ventured out to do it, I'm not a big gamer. But it's been um, it's been cool to kind of start as this lowly captain of this small ship and kind of explore the galaxy. And also, there are several several hits I'm getting from people about a budget friendly way to watch Trek. Now, there's multiple you could Google multiple ways to get the a free month of CBS All Access, which has all of the Star Trek shows. Now, it doesn't have all of the movies. The movies you have to go to kind of a mixture of Netflix and Amazon Prime, but in my experience, Amazon Prime usually has them all. So if you have a Prime membership already, you have access to all the Amazon videos. 
category. So definitely check those out if you guys didn't know that. I just want to say, keep yourselves busy, guys. We'll get through this, and we're definitely all in this together. And I'm not saying that from a mansion. I'm saying that from my dirty garage podcast studio area. So just remember, um, we have the Borg episode part two coming out. We'll deal with all the history of the Borg and dealing with how they've evolved from the 15th century all up into the 25th century. A lot of context in that. Like I said, probably be two more episodes of my last podcast. And we're going to deal with how the captains dealt with them and what the social commentary is of the Borg. Little hint, is it socialism or communism? Interesting. So thank you once again for all everything you guys have done and for listening all over the world. We definitely appreciate it. And always remember, second start of the right, straight on till morning. <laughs>